if you're thinking about food every day, if you're thinking about just trying to survive every day, some of these long-term goals, long-term milestones become something that is distant to you or not even thought through or thought about. So at NCC, our goal is to help people move towards sustainability by aiding them in goal setting and focusing on what they can become no matter what they are doing or being right now. It's Faith and Family Night at the Memphis Grizzlies (laughs) (laughs) versus the Toronto Raptors Sunday, February 5th at FedEx Forum with a 5 p.m. tip-off. Now, what is Faith and Family Night all about? We're going to find out with our guest, Effie Johnson's in the house. Effie, welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Thank you. So proud to be here. Of course, you are the president and CEO of the Neighborhood Christian Centers. Yes. First, let's find out how are Rodney and the boys doing? Rodney and the, the young men are doing well, I, great. I was going to say, <laughs> I, you just had, one had a birthday, 24? Yeah, he turned 24 yesterday, on I, the 24th. You know, you, I can reflect back in times where you've been on the show, yeah. and you brought the boys yeah. with you, and yeah, they, they were, were like little. playing Nintendo uh-huh. you know, in the lobby while you and I did a That's radio right. show. Yes, multiple <laughs> times we've done that, yeah. So one's 24. That one is 21. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah. And you survived the teenage years. Yes. I look back and say, Lord, first of all, how did I get over? And thank you, God, that we did. And uh, it was not us, but him doing it all the time. (laughs) Wow. That is beautiful. It was him all the time, right? Uh Is it... One or both of your sons that inherited your music gene? So one child more um, visibly and skillfully as far as singing is Jonathan, my youngest. He's the one that sings performance-wise. My oldest one, he's not a singer, but he is such an excellent curator of music. He understands music. He knows what makes people feel a certain way. And, you know, if you if he hosted a party, he could have all the right music for An it. Awesome so. DJ. <laughs> he, yeah. could be awesome. he doesn't do it, but that's he's just really good at that. And he can carry a tune. He just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there was back, I think, several years ago, there was a Faith and Family Night at the Grizzlies game. I'm trying to remember what year it was. Building 429, the Christian mm-hmm. music band mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. there. And they asked me to host it. Oh, so, wow. So I got to actually go out, out there on the Floor. court and yeah. after the game and introduce the band. Mm-hmm. It was a great night. This is something that's been happening like annually, right? It has been happening annually, and we've been honored. They invited me to be a part of this. I'm excited about bringing together a group that I I call a collective I've curated, if you will, that are people that have been a part of uh, my life uh, experiences over the past 25 years. This is the first set. I'll I'll create more teams. The goal is to build and brand an opportunity for people to be positive, light inspiration in Memphis and to represent Memphis. So the goal is that we'll be ambassadors to other places about Memphis through the uh, musical genre, particularly Christian and inspirational music. Now, you're calling this Bluff City Praise, you know, yes. a diverse collective of musicians that you've organized. And you just mentioned for the past yeah. 25 years. Yeah. How do you qualify to be part of this collective? Well, there is an audition process, and that happens every two years. This is my first launch in this way. I originally have a have a group, I still do, called Effie Johnson and Good Company. And so whenever I'm invited to sing, 
pretty often as a soloist, and I still do that. But whenever I have to do band work or things like that, I have just a collective group of people that are what I call good company. Yep. And so, <laughs> so that's been over the years. Some people I've met um, through the church community. Some I've met through uh, actually the church I attend, which is Hope. Not as many because we don't want to, you know, uh, cannibalize the, the work sure. we're doing there at church. So uh, this is kind of a outgrowth of, of some of those relationships, but, it's, but more so relationships that I've had over the throughout the city doing my community right. work, yeah. doing the work I do with churches and things like that. As a musician, is there times when certain people you might perform or sing with, you just kind of jail more? I would say, now, if you're talking about how the congregation responds, well, specifically, uh, or in particular to the ones who are singing alongside. Yeah, alongside. Um, you know, I think some of it has to do with just um, rehearsing with each other more, being around each other more. You just kind of get each other's... Um, vibe, timbre, all the things that, that connect with uh, how you harmonize with each other or whatever. And then when you have a like heart, you know, uh, those that are loving Jesus like you love Jesus, you're going to come together. I mean, just right before we walked in here, I was singing with Shelly. You had me. Um, Shelly you, you, you made me sing. Uh, <laughs> you made Shelly and I sing together against our will. And so, uh, but anyway, we was, when we sang that song, she and I have not done a duet before. But we could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and we could sing together because our heart for Jesus and our own personal path for what God has done for us, everything to God in prayer. Both of us are singing that song from that vantage point. Yeah. What our everything is, is what matters because we both are going to the cross and whatever he's done for us. We might not have the same experiences, but we have received the same forgiveness oh. and the same love and the yes. same covering. And so whenever I'm with any group of people, and I sing a lot of different churches and, and want to continue to do that and hope to continue to get opportunities to do that because I want to be a psalmist to wherever God leads me and show that we can cross culture barriers, all these different things. This group is diverse in our makeup of uh, intergenerationally and um, ethnically. That's my desire that we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And yes. that's what the connecting factor and, and is. Connected through the Holy Spirit, as, right. as you mentioned. And I was listening to NPR on the way to work this morning doing a story on parenting. This lady telling her story, how mundane and just monotonous being a parent is. And yeah, there are, you know, you've got changed diapers, you got to feed them, make sure they're sleeping, you know, comfort them when they're crying. There, there's that, as they get the your, daily stuff. There's that daily stuff, yeah. and it can be. But it kind of broke my heart thinking that. They didn't see the parenting role beyond that. The intentionality. Yes. Like with, with you asked me about my son who sings in Bluff City Praise, and he also sings with me in um, Effie Johnson Good Company. And whenever I make him do background vocals or, or, or sing lead, he's an actual, excellent lead singer as well. One thing I did with my children, I identified, um, James Dobson has taught about this. There are various ones that have shared their teachings within my process of uh, raising our children, my husband and I, is identifying what their skill sets are and helping them through that process. Now, my son, Jonathan, he wanted to take piano lessons, then he wanted to wrestle, then he wanted to play basketball, then he wanted to drums, and then he wanted to do whatever else it was he wanted to do, art. He wanted a whole big old art set. He wanted all this stuff. But in the midst of all that, I knew he could sing. I said to him one day, I said, you're going to be doing background vocals for me. And sometimes, you know, I do this professionally, so I get paid for that. And I said, when I get paid, you get paid. Because when you're investing in children, you also need to incentivize it so they're not just thinking you're making them live out your dream. Yes. But you're helping them to work out their their skill sets as well. And if it wasn't for him, I would begin to see that. But I saw the enjoyment of being a part of that and not just receiving $50 or whatever it was he right. got, but that he really was beginning to develop his skills in that way. 
And over time, he began to invest in that. And when people said, hey, your son, is he available? Come sing when he was young enough for me to have to say yes. I would say, yeah, he's available. And and now he'll tell us because he's grown. You know, he'll say, hey, I've got to be at this church this Sunday or I've got to do this. And he's sharing with me what his schedule is versus me telling him what his schedule is. He's in college. He's going to graduate. He's going to be in finance. He's going to continue to work um, and doing those skills that um, God has given him in that way. But his music ability, we poured in him on both sides, our, both of our boys. Yeah. How do you build your children so that they are prepared academically, uh, professionally, uh, so they can work every day if they need to, and to or own what they want to own if it's a business? And then how do you take those God-given talents, whether they are from the finance world or all the way through to music. And people have multiple talents. Yes. So we help to identify in our children those multiple things and help cultivate and, and grow those in them. And if you painted a scenario there that is unlike many of the families that you work with through Neighborhood Christian Center. So you see Period. you see a different <laughs> side of that through the ministry. Well, through the ministry, you know, NCC is, uh, especially our youth division, Uh, I would say, performs a surrogacy of parenting to those young people. So our after-school programs, our out-of-school programs, our summer programs are designed to do things for students that maybe their parents cannot do or don't have the bandwidth to do or do not have the foresight to do. So if you're investing in children being able to read by third grade or projectively thinking about graduating from high school, going to college or choosing a career, if you're thinking about food every day, if you're thinking about just trying to survive every day, some of these long-term goals, long-term milestones become something that is distant to you or not even thought through or thought about. So at NCC, our goal is to help people move towards sustainability by aiding them in goal setting and focusing on what they can become, no matter what they are doing or being right now. Yes. As a nation, we recently celebrated MLK Day. How has the dream and legacy of Dr. King motivated you as a young girl to find those dreams fulfilled as a mature woman today? Well, as an African-American woman in Memphis, I want the dream to live. He said that he saw black children and white children and all kinds of people coming together. And I was born April 10th, 1968, six days after he was killed. I think that was all a part of God's plan that I would be born right in the midst of the launching of this compelling of our community, of our world, our city to be unified, to work together, to love each other and to bring people together. And with what we're to even talk about today, Bluff City Praise is not all black people singing. It's different races singing together. And I hope to continue to diversify that over these years with teams that we'll build. But the intentionality is to begin to reflect what it is that we want our city to be, what we want our world to be, is that working together. And in my way of saying, bringing music, uplifting music together, is let's inspire together with singing together. And we can do that and with like hearts. Yes, I love that, Effie. You just mentioned compelling our community. It seems like we're in a state right now. Our hearts are broken for the family of Tyree Nichols, who died from his injuries after the confrontational traffic stop that we all are hearing about. I can't even imagine for the family and his mom. My heart just breaks for her. My goodness. Uh, You have been a part of this community all of your life, well-vested in serving the underserved for many, many years through Neighborhood Christian Center. What are your thoughts and how are you praying for our community at this time? Well, I'm praying that our community would be um, not only understanding 
that we're broken, but, but that we, we have to figure out how we're going to fix that. What can the community do? Our faith leadership, those in the churches, all of us together are um, you know, appealing to uh, those that lead, that are in charge of the uh, governmental leadership of our uh, city, of our state. We want to be a part of the solution. How can we help hold people accountable, but also help to um, bring a voice from those that maybe don't have a voice about what they're feeling, what needs to be heard from that vantage point so that there is resolve mm. Um this is hard right now to talk yes, about, yes. Um, but we know that, that not everyone is bad. We know that there are good people in the forces, in the police department, and all these different places. They're, they're great people. We work alongside them, them every day. How can we come together and ensure that all of us are on the same page and we know what um, the expectations are for living together in harmony, holding people accountable, and working together to do the best for our community? Good word, Effie. Your mom, Dr. Joanne Ballard, and your father, Monroe, as we mentioned, co-founded Neighborhood Christian Center as school teachers concerned about the poverty of their students. That was kind of the birth. Actually, as I was looking at some things, it goes back even further than that. Your mom, rewind some of the history, your mom, Joanne, when she was a little girl growing up in Mississippi, your grandfather read the biography of Florence Nightingale to her, a story about a young English woman who, against her family's wishes, became a nurse to help others. And that really fascinated your mom. Mm -hmm. She decided that was going to be her mission in life, to serve the poor. And that's what she's been doing and she's led you to do for all these years. Mm -hmm. My mother and my father both... um uh, have the, have been were inspired to to serve the least of these to help those that maybe could not help themselves generationally um, or situationally that has been transferred and passed down um, as a legacy to my siblings and myself to the people that I work with every day there are a lot of people that have a heart for service that my parents have inspired or hired that have come to uh, work with neighborhood Christian centers. And this is what we do every day is try to find ways to aid people in their emergent need or in their generationally um, impoverished situations or poorness and really seek ways to lift them. Even in the midst of their challenge, their situations, how can we be a lift? How can we be a um, inspiration while you're going through? the process of transitioning to a better life. Something else to note about your mom, when she was an infant and two siblings were left with your great aunt and uncle uh, who raised them. Has she ever shared many stories about those days? uh, Yes, she has. You probably didn't have her own. (laughs) And we're going to. We want to because there's a special anniversary coming up. We're not going to talk about it right now, but it's coming up. It's coming. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Many, many stories about what she went through as a child. There's a a video that's out there, a documentary that we have on Dr. Ballard and just talks about, you know, the things that she went through as a child, some of the challenges she went through, but also some of the, the great uh, influences that those who I call my grandparents uh, had on her and that's helped to move her into the space she walks in today even this day she's always has walked in her purpose she's always realized that I have a purpose and for me I think I've done purposeful things I feel like I was born into kind of what was the outgrowth of her purpose and then God had some things that he wants me to do for sure singing and helping people but for her there was no one to tell her exactly yes. yeah. God had to pour that into her and my father that outgrowth of their hearts 
desire to help people and for this to become what it is. It's just amazing to me. But, you know, Effie, you didn't have to step into this role either. No, I, I mean, didn't. I mean, yeah. you, you could have chosen another career path. That's true. Well, I am pursuing some things in this stage of my life because my parents always allowed us to have a diversity of existence. So we just didn't do one thing. Uh, but I knew that the Neighborhood Christian Centers and, and the part of helping people and building our, our mission was a part of what I am to do. What I do on the, on the other side makes no sense if I can't do this side. You're talking about popping popcorn? Oh, well, no, I wasn't talking about, <laughs> well, even that, I mean, uh, popping popcorn, you know, I popped it a lot before I could hire people, <laughs> but that has created a job. So it's still always doing something to advance the marketplace, the kingdom building in the marketplace. So been able to hire four or five staff people uh, that work for me every day. And you know, Miss Tracy, shout out to Miss Tracy, who manages is my crosstown store. That's Papa Roo. That's Papa Roo's. And Miss yep. um, Sharon Martin manages our, our fulfillment center on North Parkway. Uh, Shania that helps manage um, a lot of different things. So I get to create things and the goal is that it continues to grow and I don't have to be physically doing it, but it creates opportunities for other people. I think this is an incredible story as we look at the Neighborhood Christian Center starting with $15,000 that yeah. was given by Second Presbyterian Church. Yes. Now when you think back, Effie, on how God has led and provided for the many people that you serve in our city. What does that do to you? You know, I try to think back about it sometimes, and sometimes I don't think about it. <laughs> I just keep pressing. When I do get a chance to sit back and think about what God has done through this place, I'm honored that I could be a part of it. It's a little overwhelming to think about. Yes. Um, sometimes you don't know, you know what you're doing. You know, God, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing enough? And my concern is always, am I doing enough? Yes. With the time that he's given me, I don't know how long I have. You know, people are like, oh, you're doing so many things. I do all the things God has given me talent and ability to do. And then I'm making sure that I'm trying to do it the best I can and complete the task to finish the, the whatever he's the calling into the race. Yeah, yeah. So as long as I have breath in my body, my goal is to do what I've been given ability to do. And now hopefully that will not only give me opportunity to stay busy and keep moving forward, but also create opportunities for other people. There's so many services that Neighborhood Christian Center offers, tutoring, college assistance, adult education, job training, yes. legal and financial counseling, clothing closets, food distribution. Yes. Now, I don't know if these numbers are right. There was like 40 paid staff, or is there more or less now? Right. We're a little bit over 40. We're closer to 50 plus now. Okay. Plus the all the volunteers. And significant volunteers. I will say that our volunteer needs are greater. Uh, we are in a communities where there it's harder for people to commit to volunteering because, you know, just people are a little fearful of certain areas or whatever. But there are good people that want to be served and want to be, serve alongside you. People want to do good for themselves, too. Yeah. But we need the volunteer support. But we also I would tell you something I, I didn't know we were going to talk about NCC specifically. So I want to say. We need furniture. We do not have enough beds. We do not have enough dressers. We do not have enough nightstands. We do not have enough kitchen tables, kitchen chairs, stoves, washer dryers. We don't have enough um, refrigerators. They need to be working. We can't pick up stuff that doesn't work uh, because we need to give it straight to the people that need it. But if people are remodeling their home, if they're thinking about going on to Wayfair and getting a new, new bedroom set, you know, whatever, 
then consider giving us those and items. We've done that before too on a couple of occasions. I you appreciate know, that. And the folks there at Neighborhood Christian Center that come yes. with the truck and yeah. they're so kind. We've been really blessed to be able to, to do that. And yeah. I want to look for more opportunities. Yeah. Renee know. Creighton is our senior director of operations. Renee, I love Renee. She's she, amazing. Yes, she is. And uh, her whole team, Herman Britton, um, all those guys, I like to say their names because they do a great, great work. Mr. Joe and Jeremy Bonds and um, those guys, they go out and pick up the items for us. And so we need them to have some more work to yes. do. <laughs> and people have given us clothes, and I want to be careful to say this. We appreciate the clothes. It's not that we don't no. appreciate them, but there are so many more clothes you can give than a refrigerator. Because clothes you can buy in more abundance. People buy clothes all the time. You don't buy a refrigerator but once that's, that's right. every two, maybe 10 years or something like that or more. And so um, we need refrigerators and we need these items that help moms especially be able to keep their kids at home. When they don't have the, the things they need for their household, there is potential that they can't keep their children. Mm. When you have When a child has to sleep on the floor and a mom doesn't have the beds for them, that creates an issue for how they are considered as their parenting ability to parent well. So our goal is when we see families that are in these situations, we want to help them. But it's very hard to tell them sometimes we don't have it. We have partner organizations that know that we're the people that, that have the furniture warehouse and things like that. Sometimes they'll reach out to us and we don't have it. DHS reaches out to us and sometimes we don't have it. Memphis has what we need. I think people just need to know that it's needed. Yeah. We need people to call. What's that number to call? 901-881-6013. 901-881-6013. But I prefer that you go to our website, which is org, And when they go to that, you can immediately go and request a pickup. If you're calling... We can't respond as quickly as we yes. can if they go through to the website and do it. And there's directions there on how to... Yes, like I like a pickup, and then you click on there, and then you go through that process. And Renee and her team do respond. Can we step into your prayer closet, that time that you get along with the Father? Do you have an order, a structure, how you like to spend time in prayer in the Word? Well, you know, someone said to me multiple times, the way you worship, the way you seek God is the way you're doing it. And they were particularly talking about me because I was like, you know... Back in the day, you know, I remember taking the Bible and we'd have to play these, you know, quiz games where you had to go to Genesis, pretty easy to find, but go to, you know, Ecclesiastes or whatever. And I did it, but I don't know if there's a Bible dyslexia, but I just have a problem. <laughs> Back in the day, I was like, I, they were like, go to, don't go to John 317. Oh, Lord, where is it? And I was in the church all my life. That's an issue for me. So I've, I've gotten better because I worked hard at learning where the things are in the Bible. I say all that to say that I'm an audible person. I, I like audible yeah. books. I learn by listening. Audible and visual is my ability. The touch and the move, all that stuff is a little more challenging for me. I was so thankful when the digital Bible came out yeah. <laughs> because I could go to where I was trying to go. So you asked me how I study. I study and confess scripture. And that's the way I, oh, I uh, read. So I, you know, I might re- review uh, Isaiah 41, the entire chapter. I might be going over Exodus 23 and especially down in the middle of verse where it talks about that he will send an angel to cover of us. But if we don't obey his way and we don't follow his what God has told us to do, then he will take him away from us. And, and I'm really paraphrasing that. But just sure. things that are tactical type scriptures, I guess I turn to more because of the work I do every day and just 
actionable items during the battle. Yeah, yeah. So I pray, you know, and the whole armor of Christ and and all that. So my time a lot is in prayer. I spent a lot of time in prayer this morning. Spent 30, 45 minutes praying. And sometimes I'm listening to prayers and repeating those prayers. Not only do they help me to stay focused on what I'm believing God for that day, but sometimes I can listen back to prayers that I've been in prayer with other people and I can hear how God has answered those prayers. That gives me strength, encouragement, and reminding that what God did then, He can still do. Oh. That's me. I, I am a person of prayer. My, my team knows that. Tuesdays, as much as I can, I go to prayer at 11 o'clock to 12. Every week is a standing you know, standing meeting, but sometimes it's kind of got to interfere with. So I've had to switch out some, some times for prayer. We even have prayer at the Neighborhood Christian Centers. We do it with some of our volunteers on Mondays for an hour. We're starting at another time on Tuesdays. I just believe that prayer and supplication and just believing God and trusting him through prayer and advocating and interceding in prayer is the key. When we're talking to God, he will hear us and he will answer. But if I'm trying to tell God, sometimes I'm just humming. He hears that. He knows the moans. He knows every part. And so when I'm seeking him in prayer, I know that I have an advocate. I know that I can turn to the one that has all the answers. Yes. So that's how I spend my time. And he's been so good. Effie, he's been so good. He is so good. God bless you, my sister. Thank you so much for being so transparent about that and <laughs> a place where we all need to have that dependence and talk yes. to our Heavenly Father. Okay, let's remind our listeners <laughs> yes. about Faith and Family Night, Sunday night, the Memphis February Grizzlies. February 5th. Yeah, yeah February 5th, this uh-huh. Sunday night, Memphis Grizzlies take on the Toronto Raptors. It's going to be at the FedEx Forum, of course, 5 p.m. tip-off is the game. Now, there's group discount tickets, so you can go to grizzgroups.com forward slash faith and family. And get those tickets and hurry and do that now. But there's also a special treat. You've got some Q&A time with the Grizzly player. Right. Well, he's going to be doing, he's going to be in an interview and then I'll be leading the worship. Okay. Uh, piece that uh, but before, before, before he gets started, but it's all a part of the thing. I won't interview him. There's an interviewer for him. Okay. And that I'll be uh, doing the the time. Of, That's of, Grizzly Forward Jake. Uh, I don't even know how to say his last name, but yes, here he is. Jake LaRavia. Jake LaRavia. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. He'll be there sharing. Speaking on his faith as well. And so it's just an honor to uh, be able to be in partnership to do that. And um, you guys will be able to come. So when you go to the game, make sure you stay because you have to go back. You have to come down to the bottom level and don't come there playing and sitting down. We're going to have you standing <laughs> up and singing with us, you know, and enjoying the Lord. I think it's going to be fun. This is just the first of many opportunities we'll, we'll take to inspire and bring, I hope, positive attention to Memphis. Amen. <laughs> Effie Johnson, God bless you, my sister. I love you. you. I love you, too. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today and telling us all about Faith and Family Night, friends, again, with the Memphis Grizzlies and the Toronto yes. Raptors. Yes. Sunday, February 5th, 5 p.m. is the tip-off time is when you go see the Grizz, and they're really hot right now, so yes, you want to watch them play. Yeah. But it's even going to be hotter afterwards, <laughs> a night of worship with uh, Effie yes, Johnson and Bluff City Praise. Right. And you're not going to have to be there a long, long time. We're probably about 45 minutes, you know, or so, and then you get on to the house. Be- <laughs> <laughs> go to sleep so you get up for work the next morning. <laughs> Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. For example,
exceptional coffee and a place to meet in town, experience the difference at The Hub. Inside Mission Church, just off I-240 Popper at Ridgeway, 6000 Briarcrest Avenue. Convenient parking, comfy seating, and exceptional service. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, 8 to 7 Saturdays, closed Sunday. The Hub Coffee is the best.